path to your door is the path within. Is made by animals, is lined by thorns, is stained with wine, is lit by the lamp of sorrowful dreams, is washed with joy, is swept by grief, is blessed by the lonely traffic of art, is known by heart, is known by prayer, is lost and found, is always strange, the path to your door. Michael Lunick. Well, hello there. Um, I could have just sat there for a little while. Um, that was prayerful, that one. That was prayerful. Um, so I'm Kirsty Mack, and the beautiful voice that you heard there was... Jim McNeish, back again. We're back again. Um, and we're talking stories today, which seems like mm. quite a funny one for us to talk about. We're really going to struggle with the story. <laughs> we're, just like, we're going to see what we can pull out of the bag. <laughs> we hate talking. <laughs> just, just, we hate talking and we hate stories. But let's see. Um, so yeah, it feels quite a funny one because it feels like what we have been doing is stories throughout. So we return to more stories. And, f- and for you, Jim, what, are you, what stories are you noticing? What are you drawn to? What have you told? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a lot of stories. I mean, I think um, different stories of who I am, different stories of what's on television. I'm, I'm getting drawn away from anything that's post-apocalyptic on television and a little bit more towards Vikings or Homeland. Um, and um, I, I'm noticing that I'm sensitive to stories. Um, I think there's a story about us all taking our place. Uh, that's that's important just now and then there's also stories about how are you perceiving this time and it took me back to one of the training programs I went on and Ian McDermott told this koan and he said um, there was this monk being chased by a pack of wolves and he ran to the edge of a cliff and he saw this vine and he grabbed it and he swung himself over the cliff and the wolf pack just came to the edge of it and he was dangling with one hand. And as he looked down, he realized that that was only half the pack waiting at the bottom of the cliff was the other half pack of wolves. And they were baying and kind of slavering and trying to get up at him. And he was just holding on to this gently pulling away from the cliff vine. And uh, as he turned round to his right, there was a strawberry coming out of the side of the cliff, a plant. And there was a a ripe strawberry and he plucked it. And it was the most beautiful, sweet, wonderful strawberry he had ever tasted in his life. And like, when he first told me, I didn't get it. I was like, all right, (laughs) when's the punchline? We all love a a strawberry, Ian. (laughs) It's like, fine. But I get it now, which is, who knows, like, where have we come from and who knows where we're going? But what we have is right now. What we have is phenomenal conversations with our families and phenomenal uh, Facebook catch-ups with friends from way back. And it's like, can you just enjoy the strawberry of the moment? Like, what we have is here and now. Can we not suspend or compromise any of our life? so that we can actually be really present to it now, rather than too worried about the future or too concerned with the past. That's what I love about that story. What about you, Kirsty? What's going on in your life? I love that. Do you know what that reminds me of? I remember when I went to New Zealand, maybe, I think maybe the first time, and we went on a Maori tour, as you do, because when you're a tourist, you do the things. Um, Yes. 
there was a gentleman called Morris who took us around and I was really excited because he'd met Billy Connolly and he, his name was Mahawatika Takaka Tatera. And, oh. uh-huh. and his, his name, <laughs> his name meant stand in the heart of the day. Ah. And I really remember when I was in New Zealand and saying, you know, we do all these different tours and we find out about the traditions. And I think this opportunity is, is actually an opportunity to, to eat the strawberry and to stand in the heart of the day, to be more yeah. present, to be more alive. We've talked a lot about just yeah. feeling alive yeah. in this moment. And um, I feel that this is an opportunity for that presence. And, and, and we're now tourists in our own homes. We're now tourists as we walk into town to get our messages, a.k.a. Yeah. our big shop, if you're not <laughs> in Scotland, shop. or the shopping, the if you're in. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And they connect us, don't they? Story like they we, do. When we went to Marks and Spencer's yesterday, there was a wee woman, um, <laughs> you know, you know the kind with the beige uh-huh. coat, um, and you really went to get uh, some yogurt or something, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And really's like, it's okay, just grab. He's like, no one's in a rush right now. And she's like, oh, and she just, you could just see her, boom. She saw that connection. Yes. Over the, over the, the creme fraiche. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. And then all we got was our story. Aye. You know, we got that, that just what she's been doing, what she's not been doing, how she desperately wants her son to pick her up, take her down to air, take her to the beach and have an ice cream. I was just like standing, (laughs) just there's a fly in my eye. Um, And and I was like, and then I tried to find her because I went to get ice cream and a flake for her and I couldn't find her. And I was just like, I said, would you have a flake? And she says, oh, yes. I said, would you have sauce? And she went, oh, no, just the ice cream. And I could just feel that moment for her that she's been thinking about getting that ice cream cone with her son exactly a 99 that's what she's after that's all she wants people let's move (laughs) on from this situation get that woman a 99 (laughs) but it was lovely you know and i think that's the thing that there is all we have are the stories it is it is it's always the most important bit yeah, and it's, you know, we know the stories that are going to happen in the press by the questions that they ask. We could, you know, we know from their tone. And I suppose there's just such delightful stories around us just now of, of such kindness and some warmth and appreciation. But So for you, what's your yeah. take on stories, a.k.a. master storytelling <laughs> master? I come from a family of storytellers, which is true for everybody who grew up in working class Scotland, really, isn't it? Um, And the pits. It's like we sat around and we told stories. And it's always the stories that people seem to remember from my training. It's never the insightful, deep, theoretical academia that I've gone trawling for them. It's the sense I make of it and the story I tell on the back of it that seems to work. And um, I am... I loved the whole purpose of me creating fire pits at my training centers and as sat around was, was for the stories. Mm. It was us gathering together and sharing our ideas. Um, and I, I love this quote by um, Muriel uh, Rukeyser, which is that uh, the universe is made of stories, not atoms. Uh, you know, it's, it's a stunning one that says, um, the notion of an atom is actually a story. 
You know, if you break it down, it isn't those things. Those are, tend to be made up of probabilities. Those are things that work in our measurement of it. But there's mystery in there. But the stories we tell about it allow ourselves to do things with those atoms. It allows us to make things out of it. It allows us to change the nature of energy because we've got these stories. Um, and I think stories, is it really is the fabric of what holds us together. And I like Christopher Booker. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that his book, The Seven Plots, has come under a fair amount of criticism. I like it, and I like it because it's Jungian. And, and his notion, the seven plots, is that there are actually only seven stories. Um, there's the overcoming the monster story. James Bond, you know, Dracula, Rags to Riches, um, Aladdin, Jane Eyre. There's the quest, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Watership Down, um, uh, Voyage and Return, Alice in Wonderland, Back to the Future, Comedy, I like how they describe comedy as well. It's not because it's funny, it's because it's chaotic in the middle and then it gets resolved by a single thing, by a, a sudden an enlightenment, a, re, a reveal. Mm. Um, and I think that's an important story for my family. The Big Lebowski, that's a comedy, Twelfth Night. Tragedy, Macbeth, Bonnie and Clyde, and then Rebirth, uh, A Christmas Carol, Pride and Prejudice, um, the, the whole Christian story. You know, it's like these stories, and, and on that, you know, like my own uh, faith, you know, I I, um, I follow Jesus, and he just told stories. Parable, 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 parable. Another story, another story, another story. Because he knew that's what communicates to the masses. Our family story was always comedy or voyage and return. And they appealed to me because I would, when I tell stories on my training programs, I would tell either the comedic story of the internal life of a human being, which is chaos, 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 and then suddenly some theory or some story makes it apparent in terms of what's really going on. You know, I would tell a story about me getting caught up in something and then how I made sense of it later. That's the comedic story. Mm. Or we would always tell the story of um, voyage and return. And that would be where I would go after it with a client and we'd come back with some real treasure, some real jewels. And so stories, I think, are just ways of human beings capturing complex information in something which has a rhythm and a cadence that they can repeat and remember. Um, and I think given that there are only the seven stories, somehow something in us, when somebody starts to tell a story, says, uh-uh, Mm -hmm. I know where this story is going. I know what this story is about. And it makes it easier to listen and it makes it easier to connect. That, that for me, is the whole idea of the story, is that connection. What about you? What about you, Kirsten? I think we're, um, we're mean and making machines, and we've said this a few times, haven't we? And I think stories allow us to create meaning. Stories are uh, a way to connect. Stories are a way to bring humanity in. You know, there's lots of data and stuff that's around us. You know, we're blessed that we can actually record a podcast on technology. Technology makes it effortless, efficient. Well, seven weeks ago, it wasn't effortless and efficient. But <laughs> no, no. Now, now bum, bum, totally, bum. yeah, totally all over it. But yeah. there's, so that makes, there's that. But I think stories are sticky because they have emotions attached that's to them. It. That's yeah. It. yeah, they're sticky. And there's, um, I saw, yeah, the, there was something about, it was the University of Vermont, we're talking about 
the rise and fall of stories and they've done some analysis and they've looked at books like the beauty of uh, jk rowling and everyone and looked at emotions and seen some emotions are a rise some are a fall and you can actually get graphs that show the rise and fall of emotions in yeah. a story which is amazing because i yes. just think you know just to see that as you said that rhythm that cadence that exists yes um, and I think, you know, just now we're, we're looking for stories, we're, we're wanting stories. Think about the fact that we, we fire memes around to each other, you know, and just saying, I've seen this. My mum is just like, she's on what's, what, what, she calls it either WhatsApp, you know, she calls it WhatsApp. <laughs> she's on WhatsApp all the time, just like sharing it all around the place. Um, but even I saw an article saying that um, the, the amount of books is on an increase, so thank you very much. Um, but yes. also about stoicism, you know, you know, the, people are going to the masters, they're going to Marcus Aurelius, they're going to, you know, Seneca, they're actually working out because I think people are searching for that depth, for that foresight, for that real story that makes sense of it. There was a quote I put up in a, a webinar the other day from, from Marcus. Um, Adapt yourself to the environment in which your lot has been cast and show true love to the fellow mortals with whom destiny has surrounded you. Oh. I mean, oh. hello, Marcus. Hello. <laughs> you know? He knew about lockdown before <laughs> he, it happened. He knew. He'd done lockdown. He was in Back to the Future. And so, you know, our, our world, as you say, is there is... Uh, there, stories are within all of us. It's a muscle that is there and as you see it connects us whether it be around the fire pit whether it's at the bus stop whether it's at, over some creme fraiche at the marks and spencer's fridge there's a we are hardwired to create stories and listen to stories and yeah. especially as you see in our sort of celtic tradition the mystic traditions you know i suppose we're probably in the underworld right now of the mystic traditions yeah, it's just that yeah. that darkness and it's how do you get your way out of it and some of us are doing it in different ways and Ooh, and so delicious yeah there is just that sort of mystical type journey that a lot of us are on right now and um we're drawn to certain stories you know you're in your vikings and your homeland and uh, I, I was i was even like i'm reading i read a lot anyway but it was even i found it quite funny the other day and I was reading a book and it was like uh, the, the two sort of key key characters and they said, we walked into a crowded room and I gasped. I was like, oh, <laughs> a crowd? Yes. And I was like, this is okay, it's a story. It's a book. <laughs> it's, just, it's a book. <laughs> Calm yourself, girl. You don't have to judge those ones. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny, isn't it? That just the stories in my mind have changed about what's okay and what's not okay. And, yeah. You know, I think that for everyone. And so I think it is about the stories we tell ourselves. It's about the stories that our leaders are telling us. And we need those stories more than anything right now. And also the companies, you know, what are, we've talked about this before. This has been a marketing spotlight that yes. has given us, we've translated, has given us a story about how these companies have dealt with dealt with what was wrong with me today dealt with yeah um, this whole situation but are you not finding though just on that that those leaders the ones that have got the stories that are compelling are the ones you're drawn to mm. you know like um a lot of leaders uh just now have kind of thrown their arms up in the air and said i don't have a story about this but of course you do, of course you do. there There's are there story. are 
there's seven classic stories to be told about this time. It might be about a kind of death and renewal mm -hmm. situation for you. It might be there's a quest, yeah. which is you're going to come through this and come back with something phenomenal for your organisation. Um, it could well be a comedy. It could be that this is massively chaotic, but then there's one big contract going to come up with a key client that makes it all make sense and turns it into a story that you'll laugh about in the future and that you'll celebrate together. You know, it could be a tragedy. It could be, you know, there was an element of a tragedy for me at, at the beginning of this in terms of, of um, the end of Quake. But mm -hmm. then, then you've got the death and renewal story on the back of that. There's always hope. There's always hope in a story. And I think when a leader can start to place a story together for their organization and she can invent a future for them and say, you know, this is the story that we're seeking to tell into the future. And this is how it links to now and into the past. I think she can enroll people. She can get hearts and minds. She can get people caught up in it. And it's like, how does she muster that ancient craft of storytelling to be able to do that? And then even on the back of that, our leadership is the is 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 like an art. It's like an art of inspiring other people to make that story come true. Aye, you know. So you may have a story, um, but then on the back of that, how do you inspire them to say, "Let's make this come true"? Here's a story, a possibility. That's exciting. That's aye. exciting, and I think that's you, we talked. We talked well, before. Heard what stories? Yeah, tell me about some of the stories you've oh, heard in terms just, of. As, um, speaking to uh, a gentleman last week and you know when you come off a call and your heart is just expanded mm -hmm. and it's just and it's hard to put words to it and, and I was trying to explain it to Billy going I had this amazing conversation you're so good and, and then when I was trying to you know and Billy's like oh my goodness this is huge and it was really hard for me to actually sort of see what it was that this particular person had done, but an extraordinary individual, head of people uh, for an organization and just how he talked about how the company had really mastered the art of, of the story. And, and he's, you know, his whole intention was, you know, we say as leaders, we have such a massive part to play in the answer to the question, how was your day? Mm -hmm. And we do that, you know, that exists for us all. But we have now even more of a part to play in the, in the answer to that question. And what he always also says, he says, we also know that the, persons, um, the person that usually asks that question is sitting next to them at the kitchen table working on their own stuff. Uh -huh. And so recognize that the impact that they were having and all the actions that they took was having an impact on that person and their family and what they've yeah. done from a family perspective they've got the families involved they've done magic shows for the family they've done challenges to the kids yeah. and they get a bag of lego through so you know they're that's they're creating a story of their values they're creating a story of their intention they're creating their employer brand proposition right yes, now because absolutely. there's other people sitting there going hey and they had this wonderful tale of how um one of the one of the um people on the team is daughter uh, was has just left university so a trying time for her in terms of you know exams and things and she 
um, she's now going into interview phase and she says, Do you know what, dad, I'm going to be asking because I've listened to how what's happened for yourself and mum. I'm going to be asking a great question in interviews, which is how did you as a company cope and what did you do for your team during COVID-19? Mm. And that's as someone who's just come out of university who now has this narrative in her yes. mind about what it was. That company has gone from last year having 52% in their engagement scores into the 90s yes. right now. There's your story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, what can you do during this time? Who do you, and, <sighs> and, and the, the, the testing question is, who do you become? Mm. What, what is the story of you as a leader during this time? Um, you know, is, is it the, the, the death and renewal one? Have you had an insight? Have you had a kind of, you know, a switch on moment? And, and can you tell a story now that will actually pull people after that will have young graduates like you're talking about want to join your company? Yeah. Like it, it's, um, it comes back to in leadership, what story do you tell yourself about what you are leading for? Because I think that's where the story is at its most pertinent. I remember you using a phrase um, from one of your heroes. Um, was it Bobette Buster? Got to say it like Bobette Buster. Yeah. Say it like Bobette Buster. Oh, is that was that the stories pass the baton? It was a pass the baton, but it was also the gleaming details. Oh, the gleaming details and the um, there's extraordinary in the ordinary. Yeah. But see that idea of, you know, that moment when somebody's telling you a story about themselves and then there's a gleaming detail that mm -hmm. is a specific and in it is all the fractal integrity of the bigger story of their life. And in that moment, you go, ah, yeah, I know who you are now. Yeah, I see how you responded to that. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. see in that moment. And what stories will we be able to tell? What gleaming details will we share with people? from this time because i think that describes you better than any bio or any linkedin profile will be those moments of truth in terms of how you responded and how you now tell the story we, we had a, a crazy uh, it wasn't crazy it was lovely uh, uncle in our family uncle jock and he was idiosyncratic and uncle jock would never just enter a room he'd burst into a room and he would immediately he would say, i'm not staying i'm not staying i'm just i'm just uh are you okay are you okay and he'd go around us all and we'd all kind of give an account immediately of our well-being and then my mum would say jock sit down have a cup of tea no i'm not and he'd draw a glaring look no i'm not staying um and then he'd all disappear and it was like like the aftermath of a bomb. He was checking up on us. <laughs> was there a warning on television we didn't hear about? Or, and off he would go. And so he was really, really weird. And none of us really made much sense to Uncle Jock, except in our stories. Mm. In our stories, we would laugh and include them. And the stories were never cruel and they weren't gossipy. They were warm and they were mm. funny. Um, he, my gran got a new fireplace put in. And she got her old coal fire taken out and she got one of these fiberglass molded electric fires because it was going to be easy and neater to look after. And Jock had gone in to visit her. And um, as he walked into the house, his glasses had steamed up with the cold. And so he'd taken them off and he'd walked into her uh, living room and saw just this outline of this fiberglass fire. And nobody had told him my granny had a new fire put in. 
And his first thing, oh, Maggie, there's no much cheer off your fire. And <laughs> put the heel of his boot into the fire to <gasps> stir up the coals. And the next thing, there was fiberglass all over the place. And my, my granny's thrown it at him. And uh, it just smashed her fire apart, trying to stir the coals oh up. Oh, my goodness. And that was so typical of him. But if we tell that story and we give that gleaming detail, there is an insight into how disruptive and how dissonant Jock was within the family but also how funny and how he created incidents and how he created those uh, family culture moments. And so the stories can explain us. And I think oh. there's something about how are you going to explain yourself in the next wee while. And there's a baton to pass, isn't it? There is a big baton to pass. And I remember that's, um, I think it was in uh, Babette's book and she was talking about Carry the Fire. Um, not smash the fire, but carry the fire. <laughs> um, yes. And it was... Um, Oh, it was, um, so Sheriff Bell recall, so his cowboy father would, would carry the ember fires from one camp to another, so in an animal horn. Um, oh. And it was a tradition, it was a tradition that was, was passed to the cowboys by, by the native Indians. Um, and they said that it was such an important act, it had such meaning because it was about having hope, having an opportunity to continue the quest, but also to maintain humanity. Um, and it was about the spark going from the camp to the camp. Oh, mm. that's so beautiful, isn't it? Mm. And it's like, what, what, what are we carrying? As a leader, what are you carrying? Um, what are you taking with you from kind of camp to camp? I've big change for me is um, Quake was disbanded at the beginning of this time and um, I have become Niche again. I'm changing my name mm -hmm. back to Niche. And the first time the story happened was when my mum and dad died. And muck in Scottish tradition means sun off. And so when I lost both my parents, I took the sun off off the start of my name and I called myself Niche. And it was a great name for branding and stuff too, but it was representative to me. And now that Quake's done, and, and in a sense, I'm back on my own again. I'm calling myself Niche, but it's an indicator. It's an indicator that says I am back on my own again. I'm representing myself here, mm. but I'm really up for partnership. Mm. And in essence, Kirsty, what you and I are doing is so helpful at birthing niche as a new way of me being in the world because this is me saying there's me but I'm really up for joining with Kirsty Mack I'm really up mm. for joining with Nathan Finocchio and in his interviews and yeah. I'm really up for joining with other people at this time because I'm now in a place where I can and so niche has a story behind it niche represents a difficult story a bit of a trial a, a going back to where I was again mm. And you know what, that's all okay. And that's the story that I'm going to be carrying forward into this next phase of life. Remember the sky that you were born under. Know each of the stars' stories. Remember the moon, know who she is. Remember the sun's birth at dawn that is the strongest point of time. Remember sundown and the giving away to night. Remember your birth, how your mother struggled to give you form and breath. You are evidence of her life and her mother's and hers. Remember your father, he is your life also. 
Remember the earth whose skin you are, red earth, black earth, yellow earth, white earth, brown earth, we are earth. Remember the plants, trees, animal life who all have their tribes, their families, their histories too. Talk to them, listen to them. They are alive poems. Remember the wind, remember her voice. She knows the origin of this universe. Remember you're all people and all people are you. Remember you're this universe and this universe is you. Remember all is in motion, is growing, is you. Remember language comes from this. Remember the dance language is that life is. Remember. Joy Harkins.